Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, that is Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Guys, we are back, and as always, whenever we make promises in the offseason about how consistent we're going to be, we never are. And for that, I know that both of us would like to deeply apologize. 100%, yeah. Um even recently, right? We were supposed to do an episode on Saturday, and I ended up kind of coming down with something. We had to scrap what I don't think Devin was fully prepared for anyway, so that's okay. We're going to do a very deep dive on 40 prospects, 10 each at four different positions. And uh, yeah, so we kind of had to skip over that. Yeah, I was telling Luke that when he texted me that morning saying that he was feeling under the weather, that I had set my alarm clock for like 7 a.m. to watch four or five more hours of film before the show. So... <laughs> I'm happy you're doing better, but better. it's fair to say I would have been a little underwhelming, to say the least. And that's okay. I was already ready to go. I mean, I was sending you and uh, our other friend JP text of like full-blown scouting reports at like 930 at night of the top 10 tight ends. You know, I was ready to go. Yeah, guys, if you didn't know, when it comes to the draft, Luke, is his devotion, it's, it's just a whole another bag of rabbits, if you really ask oh, me. Oh, God. <laughs> Got to bring it back, baby. Bag of rabbits, 2023, get it going. But we didn't have our show on Saturday, but as we were preparing for our show, you know, this one today, we were talking about it yesterday. We are the spark that ignited the Aaron Rodgers trade, because then last night we could do our mocks. Exactly. 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 So clearly, uh, we just were waiting for the Aaron Rodgers trade to be over, finally. That's what it was. That's what it really was. Yeah, but I'm also saying that we're the reason they finished that it. That happened. they must have known. I mean, as Gucci owners. Kunst must have known that, oh my God, South the Cheddar Curtain, they're doing their mock tomorrow. They don't want no asterisks with like, oh, what if the Aaron Rodgers trade? Because that was totally going to be a thing. 100%. 100% it was. But like, we actually have no idea what picks we do or do not have in this draft because we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. But as owners... We got the deal done. You're welcome. Indeed, we did. So just like last year, Luke and I did our own separate mock drafts that we haven't really discussed. I mean, little things here and there, but it's going to be a surprise to each other and to all of our loyal fans, which we thank you for, about what, uh, what, what picks we took. I know that I told Luke that for my picks, I tried to have a combination of you know not only need, but just some of the things that Matt LaFleur and Brian Guntekins just said, talking about how it's really deep edge class and, and other just little tidbits about trying to, you know, get in where their head's at. Exactly. And I will say this is not necessarily um, what I would do in, in every case, mm-hmm. but it does seem to fit what I think they will do from what we know, the kinds of players they like, maybe who they had in for visits, um, the athletes that these prospects are, all that kind of goes into it. Um, so we'll see. This will be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. As am I. So a couple things. Let's first off, just kind of, again, mention for the viewers, what we were going to be talking about last episode or Saturday, we were going to record the episode was our top four needs, which I believe we've agreed on is in no particular order. It's like tight end safety, yep. tackle, Did you say wide receiver. Was that four for you? Uh, I was going to have wide receiver in there. Yeah. Okay. So those are the big four. All right. So just quickly before we start our draft as well, the details of the Aaron Rodgers trade so we know exactly what ammunition we have to work with. So the Jets get quarterback Aaron Rodgers and our 15th overall pick in the first round and our fifth rounder, number 170. The Packers received the Jets' first round pick, number 13 overall, second rounder this year, number 42 overall, a sixth rounder this year, number 207 overall, and a 2024, currently second-round pick for next year, which becomes a first if Aaron Rodgers plays, I believe it's 65? 65, yeah. 65% of the snaps. Which is a pretty much a slam dunk, assuming no major injuries. Precisely. And we are very happy that Gutekunst was able to push the Jets for the conditions of that pick to be individual performance in this case it's more so just participation right there's participation <laughs> that we got as kids those trophies wonderful love to encourage it whereas last time when we traded brett to the jets um 
I think it was like a third or a fourth. And it, it was, was a third that could turn to a second or a first based but, on team performance. And it was like second making the playoffs, first going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just unfair for a particular trade. Shout out Brian. Good job. I think he did a really excellent job with what he was able to bring back from this trade. Especially when you kind of go back and don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but a lot of Jets fans are like, oh, you're not going to get a first. You're not going to get a first, right? Well, we probably will get a first out of this outside of the pick swap. Next year, more than likely, will be a first-round pick, which is huge. Next year's draft is much stronger than this year's, so the more ammunition you can have for next year opens up a world of possibilities. Oh, for sure. And let's just say, by some awful circumstance, that Aaron Rodgers like gets hurt early on. You know, tears an ACL off of a blindside rusher, and that's it. Well, guess what? If he doesn't start 65%, it's a second rounder. And if you have that Jets team with Zach Wilson backing him up, and if Aaron goes down early, we could still be looking at a pretty high second round pick, like 30s, 40s. So either way, I think we're we're coming out of here with a big win. Yeah, I'm thinking this pick's probably in the 15 to 45 range. But that's probably a pretty safe bet. It's going to be within there somewhere. Yeah, if Aaron's healthy, I mean, just with the stacked pieces they have on this team, I don't see how they don't at least flirt with the playoffs. The AFC is stacked, but these guys got a lot of horses. That's why I think their floor is probably what we did last year. Absolute floor. Aaron gets hurt maybe for a couple games or something. They just don't quite click right away, and they end up 8 or 9, 9 and 8. That's where the 15 comes from. For sure. Ready to begin? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right, who's going first? Definitely you. All right. So, Luke. Yes. What do you know about? Scottish mythology. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, I took a lot of mythology classes in in college. You did. Um, uh, Scottish is not what I'm I'm super super knowledgeable about. Honestly, well, this this is a pretty big one when it comes to Scottish mythology. What do you What do you know about the Loch Ness monster? <laughs> I'm so glad you're going here. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> it's a it's a monster in a lake. It is. Right, it's that's what it's, I know. It's big. It's got yeah. a big neck. A lot of people have seen it. Kind of gangly, maybe. Yeah, that's a, a good gangly. way to describe it. You know, people are always trying to see it. Big myth. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. There was another mythical creature of sorts that was harassing Big Ten defenses <laughs> all throughout his. I believe it was his junior year. I believe it was his junior this past year. This gentleman uh. is twenty-one years old. He's six foot five. Weighs two seventy-two. <clears throat> Technically an edge rusher. You can probably put him at defensive tackle, defensive end. I mean, you can kind of move him around a little bit. Yeah. His, his nickname is Hercules, talking about myths. But you're asking why I brought up the Loch Ness Monster, because we're bringing home at number 13, Lucas Van Ness, Barrington's own. There it is. Out of Iowa. Let's go, baby. I don't know <laughs> if he's going to be there at 13, but Brian Gudikens could not stop talking up this amazing edge rush class this group not only can you put lucas van ness as a sub for preston smith or taking over while we wait for gary to return but i also believe this is a guy that you can put in at a dean lowry spot and mm. can be mm. the why am i why can't i think of it the batman and what's his robin sidekick. thank you robin the, <laughs> i was too obsessed with uh nessie to get there but uh yeah he could be he could be the robin to kenny clark's batman i think he's a perfect fit if he's there at 13 He's a home run. The man's got a lot of power. You'd like to for him to get a little bit more beef to be in the middle of those trenches. Yeah, he's a little thin. Something else you're going to love, according to Yahoo Sports, which is where I got all of my important stats, including oh, Lucas Van Ness's 9.22 RAS score. Yeah, and as good. we know, Packers love guys with high RAS scores. They absolutely do. So 13, come on home, Nessie. Lucas Van Ness oh, out of Iowa. I love that. I actually... Uh, we're gonna have a theme here in the in our first round between the two of us, and it's probably not what you're gonna think. Uh, but I love Lucas Van Ness. I, obviously, I talked him up pretty highly in the last um, episode we did after the combine. Had a tremendous combine. The man's 270 whatever pounds, ran a four five eight at six five. He's like, a problem. And when, if I remember correctly, I basically said he's just Rashawn Gary, right? He's 2.0, yeah. He's Rashawn Gary 2.0. I actually think there's two of those in this in this class that you could kind of take that are relatively interchangeable between him and Miles Murphy. But Lucas Van Ness is a little bit of a diamond in the rough. He's not quite fully formed yet. Um, 
given that he had, I don't want to say he played limited snaps because he did play more than the starter snaps, but he did not start at Iowa, um, but definitely needs a little bit more experience. He does have the ability, like you talked about, to kind of kick inside. Largely what we saw Zadarius Smith do, mm-hmm. um, kind of in his prime in Green and Bay. just destroy centers. Correct. Third and long. Just Good luck, <laughs> sir. Just kill him. So I think he has some of that potential. He did do it at Iowa. He wasn't great at it, but he did do it, which means he already has some experience with that. Um, I think if he does get a little bit stronger, that would be a huge thing. He's like lean at 6'5", 272, 278, yeah. whatever he is, which is a little ridiculous to say. But he's he's ripped. He's not even actually like huge and jacked like can you imagine just subbing like imagine a packers 245 front where you have dean lowry there and then you just get like turbo upgraded and it's lucas van ness (laughs) instead nessie himself coming out of the middle i do want them to give him uh 94 that would be awesome amen (laughs) that would be awesome replace the illinois thing right there i love it iowa's pipeline has been great i mean besides josh jackson right it's the draft you're not gonna have 100 percent. but you think about iowa's iowa hawkeyes Mm -hmm. my affectionate alma mater even though i was there for like a year it's fine doesn't matter school i graduated didn't have a football team so we're good niu doesn't count don't even say it go huskies you got, you got brian bulaga yeah you got tyler goodson you got Practice. josh jackson you got josh. no come on we st- you still got oh god there's definitely more than that why am i blanking i don't know man no there was totally another one that we had recent oh mike daniels there we go oh, yeah, mike that's daniels the good is one. the big one yeah that's the good one so, I mean, you got two out of the three. You did. You got three out of four, kind of. I mean, Goodson's fine for an undrafted free agent. Yeah, nothing wrong with him. I, I liked him. I thought we should have kept him over Patrick Taylor on the roster. So did you. So He'll be around in the spring. We'll see. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I like that pick. I like that pick, honestly. It's pretty mythical when you think about it. I don't have anywhere near that kind of lead up into it. Although, I will say, another player from Illinois. So, you may be able to kind of guess where I'm going with this. Is he? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I thought about this one, too. It's And it just felt... When he... When I was up drafting in my mock draft I'm like i don't you know jsn was gone Ooh, right that would that's he was gone odd. okay um i think he went right in front of us to the texans or whatever so jackson smith and jigba wait the wait top wide receiver why do the texans need a wide receiver they have amari rogers for god's sake <laughs> like, what the fuck are they doing <laughs> uh, so i was like okay uh, he wasn't there um i want to take luke's fan we're like no no i think if i'm goody potentially at this point his name is nessie continue nessie <laughs> Uh, at this point this guy f- was falling at i i believe because i believe he's one of the top prospects in the draft and that is peter skaronsky out of northwestern tackle guard whatever you want to call him from park ridge illinois so there's our connection so park ridge's own one might say <laughs> park ridge's own so he does not have necessarily ideal length to be a tackle um even though that's where he played he's got kind of short arms however he does have ideal height and weight for an off for a Packer lineman. So, you know, I was listening to a, a podcast might've been about a month ago and they talked about, we don't really get big maulers, right? We don't have giants outside mm-hmm. of like Caleb Jones, that the biggest like starting lineman that we've had in recent times was 314 pounds. I was like TJ Lang type of thing. Yeah. So at six four three thirteen, he very much fits into the mold of what we currently think our offensive linemen look like. He can play left tackle. Maybe not long-term elite. He's not maybe not Bakhtiari's replacement, but he can play left tackle. He can play left guard. He can play right guard. He can play right tackle. Something we know the Packers love. That oh, kind yeah, of versatility. versatility. For sure. I think he steps in day one. Maybe he takes John Running Jr.'s job. Maybe he takes that right tackle position. I think he starts day one and just makes overall your offensive line that much better because he's a technician while being an elite athlete, athlete at both tackle and guard. Something like a 9-8 score or something like that for a guard. At tackle, he's a little bit lower, but still in the nines. It's still ridiculous. It's still yeah. ridiculous athlete. Year one starter. Played at a big program against against Nessie. Um, against some really, really good edge rushers in this class from the Big Ten. Uh, I, I think he's a stud. He's the grandson of a Packers Hall of Famer. Yeah, can't forget that. He's got that. Green Bay in his blood. It's only right that he comes right? home. And he's from Illinois. Like It's perfect. And he's young. He's a junior, a true junior. So he's 21, 22 years old. I mean, it's I could see it, and I think there's a lot of value if he slides to us. I saw a couple other mocks where we took Skaronsky, and I do like the pick for a lot of reasons, like you said. It's not exciting. I know. It's but... not exciting. It's not sexy. But I will say it would be more excited than I ever have been for an offensive line pick because you think about the guys that he's got guys that we got right Bakhtiari will be left tackle this year 
You got Runyon, you got Jenkins, you got right tackle. My memory Yash. is so bad. Yash, thank you. Tom, Yash, who's back on a one-year deal. Zach Tom as well. We all these pieces that can be moving around. And if you have Skaronsky, then yeah, you can really you could move you could put him at guard. You could move Elton Jenkins to center, which mm-hmm. people have said that he should do. To make uh to get Myers out of the way. To get Myers out of the way. Because he's probably I, our weak link. I would agree with that. It gives you a too. lot of options and versatility. You can try him at right tackle. I mean, it's a lot of options. I love the pick. Illinois own another one, so you can be a little less depressed about all of we the lost exodus. All of them. Yeah, yeah. We lost both jerseys. I own are gone, mm-hmm. right? And most of Illinois is gone. So I, I need something this year, guys. I need something. You want a Scronsky jersey if he comes? Maybe. All right, I'll think about it. <laughs> all right, round two. What do you got? Round two. Early uh, round two. Pick forty-two. Pick forty-two. This gentleman is not going to be here at forty-two. <laughs> I really doubt it. I like that you're honest. But uh, I wasn't too salty about taking Dalty Kincaid. Woo! Also known as Dalton Kincaid, tied on out of Utah. This gentleman is the prototypical vertical threat in the passing game. He can't block for shit, but that's fine. (laughs) That's what Josiah is for. I wrote under Dalton Kincaid, hands God. And I stand by my words. This gentleman tracks the ball in the air. If it's a 50-50 ball, it's not. It's his. You don't have rights to that. This gentleman can attack the seam. You have a lot of defenses these days playing a lot of cover three. Best way to hit that is down the seam. Yep. I remember specifically sitting down here in this basement talking with you once Big Bob got hurt. And your big issue with Josiah was that he could not penetrate deep down the seam, deep down the middle. And damn it, you were right. I love Josiah, but it's true. It's not his thing. Dalton Kincaid fixes that. According to NFL.com's Greg Zerline, he compares to... Zach Ertz, who's mm-hmm. always been like a top 10 at least, tight end of the league, very consistent for six, Which seven, Which could be years. easy to forget about now because Zach Ertz is old, but mm-hmm. prime Zach Ertz when he's getting like 110 catches a year. Dude, he was that dude. He was. He was a problem. And again, we got a young quarterback. What does everyone say a best friend is for a young quarterback? A good, big, solid-handed tight end. Yep. So this is perfect for him. Also, I'd like to add... I did not check which players in the draft did pre-draft visits. And I, I know it's something that people maybe think isn't that important, but last year, like five of the guys who took, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and a few others were pre-draft visits, which means you can have 30 guys like come to the facility and do a more intensive interview. Dalton Kincaid was one of them. I doubt he's going to be there in the second round. This could be a situation where if at 13 we don't see anybody that we like, we trade back and maybe we take him in the late 20s. But if Dalton Kincaid's a Packer, I'd be pretty happy. I would be incredibly happy. And I think that's a good point to bring up also that with all these picks, there's a good chance we are not picking at 13 and 42 and 45 and 78, right? Some of these are not going to be, we're going to move around. We're going to go back up into the uh, last half of the first round. We're going to move down in the first round, whatever. Goody always does, and some of his best picks have been off of that. The Jair pick. We got a whole nother first round pick because of that. Because we moved down and then went back up. Christian Watson. Yep. I mean, moved up two picks, yeah. Love it. Uh, so I think there's a good chance that we will move around to kind of target some of the guys we're looking at. So yeah, Dalton Kincaid's not going to be there at 42. There's no way. He's tight end one in this draft class. And I per- personally, I don't think it's close. So one of the positions we were going to talk about was tight end. On the, Indeed, on the show, and it's the one that kind of started this whole thing because I just started going down a rabbit hole of watching all these tight ends. Um, Devin's giving me a look about the rabbit hole comments. Rabbit hole, <laughs> bag of rabbits. I went, I went down the bag of rabbits, uh, watching a bunch of tight ends, and I just came away going like, "Whoa, Dalton Kincaid's that guy, man!" I mean, he put up eight touchdown seasons back to back, two of them back to back. Can't block. You're absolutely right. Very good athlete. Very good acceleration. He has a lot of Travis Kelsey to his game. I think it's some of the route running and kind of the intermediate and and breaking long uh, type of plays. So I think he's not the tallest tight end. I think he's six four. Um, Better size than what we have. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Big Bob six five. Obviously, some of the other tight ends in this draft class are a little bit taller, but he's still got good size, not great size, but incredible athlete. If you wanted JSN in the first round, this guy largely does the same thing, if that makes sense. Fair. And I'd also like to point out this gentleman is you can like put him out like a lot of these tight ends you see nowadays in these pass happy pro style offenses. They go out 
and they're lining up in the slot, which he can mm-hmm. do. But a lot of what I saw from him was lining up in line next to the tackle and still creating advantageous angles in the passing 100%. game to help out his quarterback. And like you said, great hands, great breaks, great routes. I mean, this guy is hes going to terrorize defenses for a decade at this point. Uh, oh, for sure. He's going to be awesome. So I love that pick. Love that pick for you, Devin. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. You're up. Round two. Where are we going? All right. Well, uh, to be slightly more realistic, we're going to stay on the tight end train. Okay. And Hey, my board fell where it fell, bro. I, it's its not your fault. It could happen, right? It could happen. And I will say that Darnell Washington was on the board, mm. and I did not take him. You passed on Darnell Washington. I did. On the founding father himself. I, And this is going to be a little bit of a hot take. And Ooh. this was I was going to do on the Saturday show. Don't like Darnell Washington very much. I don't like Michael Mayer very much. I don't like Darnell Washington very much. Um, I, he's still going to be a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't particularly want him all that all that much. So I passed on him. Instead, took another tight end, Luke Musgraves. Uh, that's still Oregon good. I, I was hoping for the Iowa boy, but I'll take it. Uh, so Luke Musgraves, obviously. Lucas, we got is, Luke and Lucas. Isn't this it would Luke be great. Musgrave? It's Luke Musgrave, and you picked Lucas. I so understand we got, we got that. people here but all over. You the place. were saying Luke Musgraves. I have okay. a dear friend who adds S okay. at the end of names, <laughs> and it drives me insane. Luke so, Musgrave out of Oregon State, six six, senior. Now this guy's all about projection, right? He ran a four six one forty, which at his size, pretty good, pretty good, right? Like I said, six six, two fifty three. Love that size. Man kind of gallops. He's a long strider. He talk about the scene. I think <laughs> Devin's died over here. I think he is quite possibly even better up the seam than Dalton Kincaid. He's not nearly as good in and out of his routes and in the intermediate. I don't think, uh, not yet, anyways. But up the seam, the man, especially given that extra height, is a weapon. The frame that he has. The frame, perfect. Bigger than Big Bob. Huge hands. Soft hands. Good can catch. Solid stash game, so that's also positive. Very important. <laughs> now that Aaron's gone, we need some facial hair. He's got some top-end speed. I think his quickness isn't awesome, but like I said, up the seam, drag routes, that kind of thing, they used him. It's hard to see a lot of that on film necessarily because he didn't play a lot of football. Um, so he was hurt. He didn't start. A whole bunch of other things. He really only played like 12 games in college. So it's a lot of projection. He's got the NFL body. He's got the NFL size. got the NFL athleticism. I think he would be a huge weapon. And he's going to take a little time to develop. But when you're 6'6 and have a 36-inch vertical, like you're going to be fine, right? Yeah. I, I think you're going to be, be okay. Right. Yeah. I th- you immediately are red zone weapon. Like you're talking about, cover three, stretch the seam. I love that. I, I absolutely love the kind of player he can be. And I think, as you'll see later, I, I, I kind of have a backup option as well. I see. Because this tight end room is light. So you were talking about uh, Zach Ertz, right? It's the mm-hmm. cop for your guy. Cop for my guy, another eagle, Dallas Goddard. That's a solid comp, that, yeah. That's pretty good, right? And that's a solid player that we'd take. Yeah, I'd be happy with Dallas Goddard, 100%. Several thousand-yard seasons, pretty good all around. Um, Luke Musgrave, they mentioned that he, not a terrible blocker, gives good effort. And when you're that big and you give good effort, we can teach the rest. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you, you'll at least be serviceable. We made Big Bob not a terrible blocker. We can make Luke Musgrave not a terrible blocker. So that's what I'm going with. The first pick of the second round for us. Yeah, I'd be pretty happy with Musgrave. He does have that, that vertical upside. And he's honestly a much more realistic prospect to be there in the second round. Oh, we'll I'd see love, how, I would the love Dalton, fall. though. But yeah, I mean, either one I'd be very happy with. Let's just get one of these vertical threat tight ends to help out Mr. Jordan Love. Because as you know, guys, it's really all about love. It is. It is the season of love. It is a season of love. All right. Third or second round, second pick? Second round, second pick. What do you got? This is where things probably start to get interesting. This is my draft darling. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I really hope that he's here uh, at, at pick 45. This gentleman shares the name of an ex-girlfriend of mine, and just like her, oh, he can wreck your day real quick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Safety out of Illinois, Sidney Brown. Gentleman had a 9.63 RAS score. He's five foot ten, two eleven. He is an absolute ball hawk. Not only can he intercept the ball, he knows what to do with it when he's in his hands, and he does not shy away from running plays. He'll, he'll blow up a screen. Ran a four point four seven forty. 
In 2022, he was a first-team All-Big Ten, six picks, was third in college football, three-and-a-half tackles for a loss, seven pass breakups. He is very physical, not the most fluid in his hips, but I think he easily fits our hole at strong safety. And for Rick Bisaccia, he can play special teams. I love you, Sidney Brown. Just don't break my heart. That was that was great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Illinois has a couple good safeties coming out in this draft, right? That is one of them. It's the best one. It's the, uh, Yeah, we'll go with that. He's the best one. They also have two brothers coming out in this draft. Is he the best one as well? Is he better than Chase Brown, the running back? Of course he is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, ball hawk, I love to see. That's all I want, honestly. You could just stop there, and I would have been happy. Um, this safety class is pretty terrible, honestly. It's, it's real got, bad. You got one guy who might be good, and the rest, they're all like, there's a big drop-off. Well, if that guy might be good, then good <laughs> lord. Right. And the safety was a class that I, I was looking forward to kind of diving in on as well, because they're all very different. And none of them fit what we like, if that makes sense. Yeah, even Brown's a little small for our size. They're, they're pretty much all small. Or you have the guy from Boise, who I hope you didn't take at some point. Skinner? Yeah. Oh, no, I love his... In a different draft, I did. Love his name. Love his name. I'm going to go off on a small tangent here because I love the comparison I made when we were, when we were texting back and forth about safeties. Oh, please remind me. I oh, think I, I was Oh, I will. I will. So, J.L. Skinner is this scrawny 6'4 guy that plays safety from Boise State, right? And I was talking about, oh, he can't, you know, he struggles to kind of get low because he's so tall. And when you watch him tackle, that honestly is exactly what happens. He gets blown up more so most of the time. It's like, man, this is what would happen if someone let Devin put MVS at safety. This is what it looks like. Because <laughs> dude is scrawny out there. He's, he's a ball hawk and he's lanky and he's fast and that's all great. But like, just it just doesn't look right. Well, now you I know. want him. Give me Randy at safety. We're not that's, talking like that's what I want. We're not talking like Derwin James out there, who's an oversized safety. We're talking about like a wide receiver that just got lost and ended up on the field during a play. You need to realize that if we draft <laughs> JL Skinner, you're be hearing about Razul God and Randy in the back half, and why we have no reason to fear anything whatsoever. You set yourself up for that. I hundred percent did. 100% did. But Sidney Brown, that, that seems like a really smart pick. I'm glad that you address safety because we have like seven safeties and they all suck. They're Pretty all, much, yeah. They're all like special teams player or Darnell Savage, who at this point's a slot. You know? Hey, Rudy Ford is solid safety three, but yeah, we need we need, we need one and two first, right? But I still don't love the idea that we're just going to bring Darnell Savage back as safety. I think he is better in the slot. I think that you're, you're, you're making two positions worse. I completely agree. The problem with this draft classes they're all slots like most of the safeties in this draft class are slots still i know tangent still want to say move razul back to safety and then you put savage in the slot and you have jair and stokes on the outside because i remember that eric stokes exists and then you put my boy uh over there there. hey and rudy and there we go i I like that i like that for you you're up kid all right which Uh, of your ex-girlfriends do you have in this (laughs) oh wait you have none so oh so I'm not going to say this guy's entire name. If we draft him, I'll learn how to not butcher it. FAU out of Kansas State. Edge rusher. My man is 6'3", 255 pounds, 33 and a half inch arms. Wait, Pretty is lanky. It, FAU like is his name? Is it Felix It's his something? name. Yeah, Felix and Aduke Uzama. He was a like pre-draft that. visit, I believe. He was. He was. This is where... This is why I didn't take Lucas Van Ness in the first round. Because I feel like it is a very deep edge class right there's a lot the second round is full of them Gutekunz has said as much there's the northwestern guy you got Keon White you got Will McDonald there's the guy from Army maybe in the third or fourth like there's a lot of people and they're all freaks it's like the opposite of the safety class in this case they're all good and they're all freaks so this guy NFL comparison Dante Fowler Jr. that's a nice comp some of that right Mm -hmm. plays the really really good motor high level of intensity Seems like the way they described it, Lance Zerline described it, possesses a buffet of rush approaches that he can choose from. I'll have another course of that. A Thank buffet. You. Thank I you. love that. I love that. I love when someone comes out of college and has a game plan when rushing the passer. Sean Gary, not that guy. Lucas Van Ness, probably not that guy, right? A lot of the true athletic freaks don't learn that until the NFL, right? Our boy, Enik Barre, he came to the NFL with with options because he had to right he had to be a technician this guy comes with options right 
He's got swim moves. He's got counter moves. He's got bull, bull rush moves, speed to power, all that. But he's also athletic. So what I'm seeing here is an athletic Enigbare, which and I would love to dangerous. see. dangerous. So obviously he still needs to, to learn more, right? He's going to be a rookie edge rusher. He's going to be situational, right, no matter who these guys are. But I think to kind of help bulk up that position, same as for when you took Lucas, bulk up that position until Gary gets back, and the next year probably take over for Preston. I love this. Yeah, totally agree. Very good value pick in the third round. This is a guy who second has round. Se- second round, thank you. Who has multiple moves. Yep. Um and, and fits the need exactly. I mean, we're both hitting it just in different spots, but like you said, needing to take over until Gary gets back and then maybe take over for Preston next year. I love the pick. I'd be very happy if we take this dude. Me too. Me too. So far I'm liking our draft, Stevan. Yeah. Amen. This is where things get interesting. Indeed it is. Well, slightly less interesting. I don't have any good quibs about this guy. <laughs> We're pretty much the rest of them. So the fun part of the show is now over. What do we get? Are we 78? That's third round now. That's thir- That's We're into third the third, round. yeah. All right. We're into the third. So third round, I decided to hit offensive tackle. Oh, okay. So I took Matthew Bergeron. Okay. I mean, of course he's a tackle. Bergeron. Probably it's a lot it. of burgers. There we go. Probably. Th- there's my little thing for this guy. Probably. Offensive tackle out of Syracuse. <laughs> Probably that was a little frightening. <laughs> Just notice you were doing that. So he's six foot five, three twenty two, but he feels pretty slender. He looks more like a tight end, honestly. That's not bad though. And he just he looks like a little he looks a little thin. Yeah, he's a rookie. Fill out. So Canadian. Ooh. Fun fact. Got a couple of Canadians in my draft. Hey, bud. Oh, I like it. So he's primarily left tackle. Has played right, so we can kind of swing him around. Some experts say that he should could play guard, kind of like Skaronsky. Okay. So we could draft this guy and move him around. It's a just, big guard. It is a big guard. That could be a problem. I like it. We just need another good offensive lineman. And I mean, we've talked about the uncertainty with both tackle spots, but also for this next season, maximizing our output at the starting five. You could put him in for the guard spots, move some things around, move out in the center. We've already talked about it. Um, yeah, good hips. He's good at sliding. You just, I think he needs to bulk up a little bit more and be a little bit better with his hands. But overall, I think he'd be a good c- contribution. I like that. I like that. Uh, so far, we've basically hit on all the same, all the same stuff here, right? Yeah. You just you just took it a little bit later. So yeah, I don't really have a ton more to add. I think offensive line is someplace we're very overall sound right now, but you never know what the future holds. Well, it probably doesn't hold David Bakhtiari. Probably not. So we got to figure something out, uh, whether that's who we have now or it's always. It's always best to bulk up on the offensive line, and that's something we're really good at. And we always do. We always draft at least one or two offensive linemen, so I suspect that we will be taking one. It wouldn't be surprising if it's that early, if not earlier with your Skaronsky pick. That would make perfect sense. It would. So I, I, I love this pick for us, especially since it sounds like he's versatile. It sounds good to me, man. I'll take it. You're up, guy. Okay. This one's for you, bud. This one's oh, for you. Oh, my. This one's for you. Highland, Illinois zone. <laughs> Iowa Hawkeye. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Bring him home. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Come on home, baby. I, I just saw him sitting there. I'm like, am I really going to take two tight ends in the first three rounds? I'm like, and then I looked at our depth chart, right? And I saw Josiah, who's like not even really a tight end. He's more of a fullback, but he is a great fullback. <laughs> I'm not arguing. Thank you. <laughs> And then we have Tyler Davis. Yeah, for the love of God. <laughs> take four more tight ends, please. I was like, that's not even enough for one set. Right. Like, hey, you, can't go two, even... you go two tight ends and a fullback. What are we going to do? I don't want Tyler Davis out there. <laughs> We're going to put Zach Top out there. I don't know. <laughs> no, Caleb Jones. <laughs> put him at tight end. He's a big boy. Reds off the right. Okay. All right. Sam so got... Laporta. Sam Laporta. Woo. We're back. 6'3", slightly undersized, 245, right? Ran 4.59. So one of the things that coming out of college for him was that he, people didn't think he was going to be super athletic, um, but his testing scores were great. 4.59, 35-inch vert, good three-cone, good 10-yard split. I loved all that, right? Mm-hmm. So he's an athlete, which I love to see. Um, interesting thing about him is since he came from Iowa, tight end U, not Notre Dame. Definitely not Notre Dame. It's 100% it's Iowa. It's definitely Iowa. Thank you. The problem with Iowa tight ends is that they play at Iowa. And Iowa sucks at offense. So tread lightly. <laughs> it's hard to actually tell with a lot of these guys. So I feel like they're always undervalued. 
I would agree with that, yes. Because the quarterbacks are always trash. Always. For decades at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm like counting in my head. <laughs> like I'm literally staring up at the wall going in a circle. Like, oh yeah, I know that tracks. You're good. Yeah. Like CJ Beathard's probably the best he got in recent memory. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah by a lot, yeah. unfortunately. Miles. So um, the interesting thing, because they don't have an offense ever in Iowa, is that they did utilize him kind of creatively, which was good to see. So this guy, athletic, slightly undersized, but I think given that I took Luke Musgrave, who's a giant, I think they could pair very well together. A He's, nice Batman and Robin. Exactly. If you will. Now that you remember, remember who Robin is. Yeah. It's my life. So they split him out wide at times, and he would win on slant routes, use his body. Well, as bad as Iowa quarterbacks are, Iowa receivers are pretty close right there, too. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a very good point. Uh, so they used him that. They threw him tunnel screens, right? And what I love to see that I don't think Luke Musgrave necessarily has is he has some Dalton Kincaid in him. Like, I'm, I'm really high on Sam Laporta. And I think I told you that when I was going through all the tight ends. He has some of the after-the-catch ability where he's he's juking people, man. He's making people miss. He's got a little bit of that, the kind of like, you know how they throw the ball to Travis Kelsey like eight yards and he ends up with 20. You're like, how did no one tackle him? And he's slow, but weirdly <laughs> jukes people and Correct. doesn't. And he's like in the middle of the many. field, surrounded by everybody. And yeah. he still gets like another 10 yards. Sam Laporta can do that. He did it in college. I believe he could do it in the NFL. The, the athleticism numbers, I think, show that he has the ability. It's not just because he's going up against slow college players. I think he really has the ability to do a lot after the catch. I think you're not going to throw Luke Musgrave a ton of tunnel screens. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you could do that to Sam Laporta. I, I think you can utilize them very differently, but also in this offense that we think we're going to see really for the first time under Matt LaFleur, I think he's going to rely heavily on tight ends, so hopefully we get some at some point because we don't have any currently. I think he would be a really, really good piece going forward. It's no secret that I love Iowa. It's no secret that I love Iowa tight ends, so the Sam Laporta pick is la perfect for me thank you sir like you said the floor offense does love multiple tight end sets i mean we were playing dominic daphne for god knows how long exactly for pretty much the entire wild card game it's the 49ers and we thought that was a good idea so having an upgrade here would be really helpful for the offense for love's development and i think it would be a great pick and just look at the track record all right what yeah. was the last time you could think of an iowa tight end Starting tight end that did, that did not get drafted, that did not do well. You got Hawkinson, you got Fan, you got George. Those God, were the same year. You got Dallas Clark, you got Scott Chandler. It is tight end you. Who's the other one? Owen Daniels. Owen Daniels. I mean, the list just goes on and on. Since like the mid to late 90s, Iowa's tight end you. We don't miss. If he comes home, him and Nessie can be buddies. Be great. It would be great. It would be great. And look at how many Illinois players we could have then. That would be awesome. And just I'm, to I'm make you this. happy, that's what I care about. I'm loving this, man. I'm loving this. I think that'd be fun. Um, and maybe not necessarily going after pass catchers the way that most of us would like to. Mm -hmm. Ideally, this isn't really the draft for that, unfortunately. But hey, if we can bulk up that tight end room and it'd be good for years at this point, Josiah's still relatively young, right? Tyler Davis is just kind of whatever. I think we'd be good for a while. I don't disagree. However... So that we're not attacking pass catchers. Oh, you bet we're attacking pass catchers oh, because go. at one set one sixteen, we got Jonathan Mingo, Boyata, Ole Miss, is the second highest RAS score. And Luke is laughing, laughing his ass off. Gentlemen, at a nine point nine three RAS score. Would you like to know why? Why? Because we're gonna combine our fourth round picks because we picked the same guy. Oh, baby, <laughs> didn't happen last year. Let's go, let's go, Johnny Mingo. Love right. John Mingo. You're. Your analysis will be much better than mine, so I'll fire off my notes. Nope, and just keep I'll, going, I'll, I'll man. Keep going. I'm over. loving it. So, again, his RAS score 9.93. Watson was 9.96. Gentleman is 22, 6'2", 225. He ran a 4.4640, which isn't amazing, but I think Devontae was even slower than that. So, slow your roll there. And Jordy Nelson. Thank you. He's a four-star recruit. 
He did set the Ole Miss record last year for 247 yards receiving against Vanderbilt. He has good hands. This gentleman is primarily a slot receiver, but I've seen a couple times. They just put him on the outside on go routes, like a 50-50 back shoulder fade. It's his. Thank you very much. This guy is special with the ball in his hands. He competes between that and the, the versatility at inside or outside. Be very happy if he is a Packer. Come on home, Mr. Mingo. Uh, he's a, He feels like a Packer pick through and through, right? I love Jonathan Mingo. I think I don't, I'm not going to be a downer here, but I do think that 40-yard dash time is a little suspect in my mind. I don't think he plays that fast. And that's okay. I think he plays more like a 4-5, four, 4-5-5 five, four, five, five guy. Um, but 39.5-inch vertical for a guy that's already 6'2". You love that. 10-9 broad jump. 22 reps. That's that's pretty good, man. Of the for bench, wide receiver, boy's got some power. For wide receiver, like you said, 6'2", 220, 225, whatever it is, that's that, that's pretty big for a wide receiver. And he's he's like A.J. Brown light is pretty much what he is. I know NFL.com compared him to Anquan Bolden. I think he's got more juice than Anquan Bolden. But I did see, but okay, time out. Even just hitting Anquan Bolden would be huge. That would be. That would be. I, I don't think he has great kind of separation and long speed, but intermediate routes, that kind of thing. That's not how A.J. Brown wins, for instance, right? No, it's not. That's not how Anquan Bolden won. Uh, you take that slant, you break a tackle, you break it off a 20, 30-yard gain. Like, that's their game. Yeah, you right? don't want to tackle him if you're a DB. Because it's like you're tackling a fullback at that point. I mean, that's it's pretty thick. That's that's an impressive physique for someone like that. And it's I would love Jonathan Mingo to be here still uh, he's been kind of a late riser in the draft process so i hope he's still around but i even if we took him around earlier i'd be i would be ecstatic with him be ecstatic with the production i think he could give us in a different kind of wide receiver i think that's what i'm looking for out of the receiver group in this draft because it's not very good honestly this receiving class and they're all tiny so if you can get like one of the couple guys that isn't tiny yeah, this is one of the bigger dudes at six two and at two twenty I mean, that's i you could just manhandle corners at the point of attack like you talked about. That almost 40-inch vertical, 50-50 balls are going to be his. Mm. I love that. And definitely a different kind of guy than either Christian Watts or Romeo Dobbs. So I I love it. I love it, man. Clearly because we both took him. Amen, brother. <laughs> Didn't happen last year. That's a it first. did not. It did not. Well, I double-dipped. Oh. And I went receiver again at 149. I took another founding father. This is Parker Washington. Parker Washington. Okay. Wide receiver out of Penn State. He's a little guy. He's 5'10", 204. Fun He's fact. small. Cousin of NFL journeyman quarterback Joshua Dobbs. Hmm. I said he's a blue-collar kind of guy. He's got some speed limitations. He He's kind of like a cheap gadget-like receiver. You can throw him on some bubble screens. Just kind of throw him open into space, and then he'll make people miss and run over people. He does jump out of the gym. This guy, he was at Penn State. I don't remember what the quarterback was, but he was not super accurate. And a lot of his highlights are about making like a ridiculous catch on a seven-yard out route. Like the ball is just poorly thrown, and he's going to sacrifice his body to go with the ball. Love that. Dude is not going to win amazingly in man-to-man coverage, which is why he's receiver three, four, five, not number one. But, I mean, you just need to think about guys that you can put out onto the field in those type of sets this is a guy that's going to do everything that he can to get the ball in his hands and help his team win. Just a little jitterbug. I literally wrote, we'll sell his soul for the ball. Oh, I love that. Come on down. You know what that kind of sounds like? And I don't know. I haven't watched. We're getting to the point where like I'm losing losing knowledge here on some of these guys. But you know who that sounds like? We'll sell their soul to the ball. What former not giant Packer receiver would sell his soul for the ball? Randall Cobb? 100%. Yeah. I so, was kind of thinking the same thing. I don't know if their play styles are all that similar, but... If someone is small and has some limitations, they could still make it work. Yeah, a lot right. of heart goes a long way in the NFL. hundred percent, especially when playing against the Bears. And if you're looking at Randall Cobb, I mean, he isn't he isn't wonderful at separating from single coverage either, unless it's no. Chris Conti. But then again, so <laughs> Luke and I. So true, true. But so I love that. I love that. And yeah, we just need to fill out that wide receiver room. We have what like three guys currently. Four guys. I believe four. we have. Four, including the mysterious Bo Melton. Who's a burner that Apparently. I hope actually gets to do something. He's like 6'3". He's, he's an he's absolute a big boy. burner. Yeah. For like 4'3 speed. we got Toure, we got Watson, and we got Dubs. So, yeah, we just need to fill out that room with different kinds of guys and with talent. So, if we get someone who's kind of sure-handed and, and can make good contested catches, hey, man, I'm all for it. He feels like if we pick him up, he would be preseason MVP with over 250 receiving and four touchdowns. You heard it here first. I love that. I love that. So I'm with the other side of the ball. 
All right. Okay. I'm here for it. Uh, about someone I know nothing about, really, truthfully. I went with Corey Trice Jr. out of Purdue. Cornerback. Maybe. Maybe cornerback. How big is he? 6'3", 206. Oh, you piqued my interest. And my my man ran a 4'4", 7. Okay, 17 bench reps. That's pretty good for a corner. So they talk about how he could potentially play strong safety. He's got that kind of build, but he doesn't actually have the temperament for it. Like, well, if we try to move Demarius Randall to safety and Quentin Rollins and all that, we this guy seems like a better prospect for that. So I would agree with that statement. So he's got a really good size and length. He's got good speed. Uh, he can. He's really good in press, which isn't something we necessarily play a ton of. But we started to play a little bit more of it, even while in zone at the end of last year, right? Yes. So I think this guy's more just like a chess piece necessarily. I don't think he's coming for Eric Stokes' job or anything like that, or or Rasul Douglas potentially. But unless Rasul goes to safety, but if I you guess. draft this guy, what does that give you, Luke? That gives you options. The options gives the you the options. Flexibility. It's beautiful. Exactly. Maybe this guy can come in and play safety in certain coverages in certain situations type of thing because somebody's gonna have to play safety and i haven't drafted one yet so we're gonna need somebody somehow so even if he's not physical and pretty fast and pretty big i'll take that at this point in the draft i mean you're you're drafting traits at this point right all yeah. the blue chip guys are kind of gone not trying to be mean but there's a reason that you're still available in the fourth fifth sixth seventh round midwest scout for afc team said he's getting slept on he can't play in certain coverages. That's not great. But that guy's a monster in press. Okay. I'll take it. You Maybe you put him on a tight end, you know? That's yeah. a good matchup. Yeah. He's that good in press. He's got good size. can stay with him. We've had problems with that in the past. With like, who do you put on that kind of mismatched monster tight end when we play against him? We got a lot of... You got you got Dallas Goddard. You got George Goddard. You got um Cole Komet's up and coming we do have tight ends that we may have to see down the road all the tight ends in this class pretty much pretty much oh god if someone gets salty dalty <laughs> we're in trouble hopefully we don't have to play them gonna be for a bad time amen all right what do you got all right so at 207 207 I took defensive tackle okay out of Oklahoma okay Jalen Redmond okay this gentleman has the best RAS score of a defensive lineman. I think they more so meant defensive tackle specifically. I'm not sure, you know, with the whole edge versus four three defensive yeah, like the end. The end edge thing gets hairy. This guy's a nine point six three RAS score. He's six foot three, two ninety eight. NFL.com says he's kind of like a rotational defensive tackle. Um, struggles with getting off some double teams. He does have good active hands. I kind of think of him as like just. Like the two four five replacement, right for Dean Lowry. If we're still going okay. with that set, poor Dean. Some people said you could make like think about putting him at nose tackle. I don't know if we're gonna go like with our so or in three four. I still would not put him at nose. I would leave Kenny or TJ, TJ Slayton there. But you could put him at the Dean Lowry or the um, what was the guy from Seattle, Jerron Reed spot, and I think he'd be an upgrade. We need another body there regardless, and it'd be nice to get somebody with a little more physical upside than an undrafted free agent. So I took my shot on Mr. Edmund, and I think he might have been a pre-draft visit, but I'm not positive. I like that. I like that. Hey, Matt, we will always take more big uglies. That defensive line room needs to get better, and we've lost a lot of people over the last couple of years, mm -hmm. and we're looking for some more to step up. So, I mean, even last year, who, who was the other guy? The other Slayton. Right, we had two of them. Yeah, the uh, Freddie's name. Honestly, we I think we both pushed him to make the roster. We did. He could have an easy Chris Slayton. He could have an easy That's slide it. in. Yeah, he's like four or five years in the league, might a little older. Like but I mean, it, it's either going to be like a Redmond guy or one of these. I think lower tier defensive lineman yep. or an undrafted free agent slash bargain bin free agent. We're not going to be investing heavily when you have Kenny Clark, Devonte, exactly, T.J. Slayton. Yeah, you got, all that. you got Jonathan Garvin to help out too. I mean, you don't need <laughs> you don't need much more, especially if we get some of our edge rushers to kind of push down inside once in a while that we're we're drafting here. I mean, you know, you don't necessarily need to go that heavily into you it, got, but you do need some bodies there for the end of the roster. So that makes sense. You I got, like it. You got Nessie. People gonna be running, bro. <laughs> they don't want none of that smoke. He can breathe. All right, so I'm going with another similarly built guy, different position from my last one. I'm going with Marte Mapu. I don't know if you've heard of him. The name rings a bell. He's uh, 6'3", 217. There's debate on what position he plays on defense. 
He's kind of a tweener between a linebacker and a safety, which I know we both love those guys. We love them. Now, we're getting towards the end of the draft, right? So I'm thinking I'm thinking some special teams, perhaps. I think this is kind of like the Tariq Carpenter pick. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in that range. Literally perfect, yeah. I think if you if he stays thinner, a lot of people talked about him bulking up to kind of become a linebacker. If he stays thinner, well, then maybe he helps add to that safety room. Now, do we need more people in the safety room? Probably not, but also just cut some of the guys we already have. None of them are any good anyways, right? Yeah, it's kind of a hodgepodge. Yeah, 100%. So he's kind of like an oversized safety. doesn't necessarily have great long speed, but excels in coverage against tight ends, which is kind of what we just talked about, which I love. He had six picks in the last two years. So ball I mean, hawk. Right, kind of a ball hawk. Can run through tackles. I mean, he, he's a hitter for his size, I mean, clearly because people think he's going to become a linebacker. So I think some special teams value, maybe some back end of the roster. At this point, you're just kind of looking for somebody interesting. Right, and he definitely is that. I'd I think give him so. Interesting, kind yeah. of a kind of a tweener, you know, super, 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 super poor man's like Isaiah Simmons type of vibe. Super, super, super <laughs> poor man's Isaiah. Simmons. Well, Isaiah Simmons didn't turn out to be very good, so maybe not that super. Just maybe one just, super, just like one super poor version of, of Isaiah Simmons. But some more flexibility. I don't necessarily know what the defense is going to look like this year, given that we had kind of two very different defenses last year. What do we act- are we going to start with the right one this time? Maybe? I sure hope so. Probably not though, based on what we've seen. Probably not. So he can read the quarterback very well when he's in kind of those shorter box zones. That's kind of where he excels. So maybe you throw him out there in some some third down situations. It's just kind of a guy who, just in case, he can actually tackle. You know? Yeah, man, I'm okay with us just throwing darts to the safety room. Just somebody. I mean, it feels like even early on, some of them would still be dots. They're darts, my apology. But, I mean, you, you just got to try here, right? We... I just don't think we can go out with the group that we have and expect to have a lot of success. Maybe Rudy Ford takes a better jump and is a, a solid, strong safety. And but then, even then. And then I still don't like Savage being at safety. I'm in the slot. So you got, you got a lot of issues in the safety room. Um, you know, it does sound like Tariq Carpenter, but maybe this guy will be a little bit better. And we still have to see what Tariq is going to be in year two. But I like exactly. the pick. Yeah. All right. So we have... Seventh round. We, we have, okay. Do you want to just list... Our four seventh rounders just rapid fire. Yeah, because it's the seventh round. It's, it's the seventh round. I only really care about like one of my guys. Yeah, uh, a lot of mine. I'm like, yeah. All right, two thirty-two. I took running back Evan Hall out of Northwestern. Ooh, I do like him though. Power back. He's slow. He's very deliberate. He's got good hands though. He does, but you know exactly where he's going to go. He's very predictable. He must have like a GPS course. So he's, he's Patrick Taylor. Uh, I wouldn't insult Patrick <laughs> Taylor at this point. I like Evan Hall. We'll see what he does. I could kind of see him being their idea of a replacement for A.J. Dillon if they decide to let him go, because it seems like his future may be up in the air after a slightly down 2022 year. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I also wrote that he's like the the muscle hamster, like the uh, Doug Martin, but Doug Martin. not fast. <laughs> nor Martin nor will he break for 200 yards in a game. But, okay. I mean, whatever. He seems like he could be okay. And he was a pre-draft visit, so that does make me think that Packers may be more interested in him. Okay. At 235, I took Marshawn Ford, tight end out of Louisville. Only okay. six foot three, so or sorry, six two, so not super big. Uh, he was a good target for Malik Cunningham, their quarterback. 49 catches, 550 yards, and two touchdowns. It's fine. He's better than Tyler Davis, so thank you. Uh, two, <laughs> 242, I took Tommy DeVito. Oh, okay. Tommy DeVito. Okay. Hey. Illinois I, I quarterback. Watch, I watched a little too much of uh, my cousin Vinny. My apologies. Yeah, Illinois quarterback. He transferred from Syracuse, mm-hmm. 24, 6 foot 2. Apparently, he wanted to come back for another year. Dude's trying to be Stetson Bennett in like 27 when <laughs> he gets drafted. Sorry, Tommy, you're coming to us. Uh, doesn't really turn the ball over, but he has very limited technical skills. We need to have some work done on his form. I yeah. don't think he's going to be much, but we need another body in the quarterback room, and I didn't know anything about the last four. <laughs> and I could make some crappy puns. I'm right there with you. So that's what I did. I like it. 256, though. This is the guy that I'm probably most excited for about okay. out of my seventh-round picks. I have Yasir, also known as Yasser Abdullah, edge rusher out of Louisville. Okay. Uh, he's six foot one, 231, so a little undersized, but nine and a half sacks, 14.5 tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, two interceptions. I like that. Also, where's 22? Hot Solid. numbers. Exactly what I wrote. 22 is beautiful. For I like that. Rusher. I Hell like yeah. that. Team captain. Uh, this gentleman... I think he might be a pure straight-up replacement for Preston Smith with a little more upside. 
He dropped okay. into coverage a few times, and I saw I had two interceptions off of little corner flat routes, which Preston has not been able to do. <laughs> we put him back there. He hasn't done shit. Also, his RAS score ranking of 9.47, third highest for a linebacker. Yes, sir. I like it. I like that. That's, that's my draft. That's a good one to end on, man. It's a good one to end on. All right, so I also took a random quarterback in the seventh round. Hell yeah. Uh, Tyson Bagent. Is he little? Like Something a little, like a little oh, nugget? He's, he's Darn it. He's a 6'3", 213 senior from Shepherd College. Yeah, wherever that is. Well, then we have nothing to fear if the Shepherd is here. So I know very little about this guy. He was in like D2, uh, some conference called the PSAC. Uh, not great. He has good athleticism. He was at the Combine. So he has the athleticism we're looking for. He's about in the size range that we look for. We actually are pretty tight when it comes to our like size requirements for quarterbacks. At least it looks that way with the guys they draft. They're all 6'2 to 6'4, you know, over 200 pounds. Sorry, Luke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they all have good athleticism, not great athleticism. They all kind of fit into the same thing. So this guy fit that mold. So I took him. Has not great mechanics. But we have the man, the myth, the legend, Tom Clements back. So he fixed Jaron Rodgers' mechanics. He fixed Jordan Love's mechanics. Maybe he could fix this guy's mechanics. That's my thought on him. The one I'm, at, I'm excited about in the seventh round is my next one, Elijah Higgins, wide receiver out of Stanford. Should be a receiver with that name. <laughs> he should be. He's a, he's, he's a big boy. Okay. He's a big boy. I remember watching him at the combine. I was like, damn, this dude's big. (laughs) (laughs) He is towering over everyone else. So he is 6'3", 235. Oh, okay. Big guy. Big guy. Ran a 4'5", 4. Okay, so that's not a blazing time. But do you know what wide receiver we had that also ran a 4'5"? I'm going to guess Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard. This is is Alan Lazard to me. That's why I picked him. He's He's a decent run blocker. Given that size, you can teach that up as well. Um, has kind of a surprising amount of speed and elusiveness with the ball in his hands, especially for a guy that big. Played big slot at Stanford. So, yeah, he's his NFL comp, by the way, is Jordan Reed. Kind of interesting. Remind me his name again. Elijah Higgins. Elijah Higgins. So I, I kind of like this guy. I can't do any reptile puns on him, but give me some time and I'll, I'll incubate something Thank and get you. it going. Yep. His, so his, his comp's a tight end, but one of the receiving tight ends and – and Jordan Reed and Lazard obviously was kind of supposed to become a tight end originally when he went into the league. So I, I yeah, this is my Lazard, my Lazard uh, replacement here. I, I kind of like this guy. I'm here for it. We could I use a little like more physicality. Guy. And like you said, a lot of these late round picks in, in general with this wide receiving core is trying to expand what we have, you know, have different pieces to put on the chessboard. I'm here for it. And honestly, if you start putting people out there, if, if Higgins ended up being any good, you know, if Mingo, who we both had, is any good out there, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, that's a really big receiving core that you got out there. You got some size issues you, for sure. You got a lot of size. Plus our tight ends. I mean, you are you go up against some small corners, they're going to have bad days. And you know what? End of the day, you know what this Higgins kid isn't? He's not Amari Rogers, so he's <laughs> automatically a win. <laughs> that's the important part. So next up, I picked Jason Taylor the second, no relation, oh. uh, safety out of Oklahoma State. He is one of the few safeties that is actually six feet tall, so good for him, and over 200 pounds. Both of those. Not a hard big combo, wins. you would think, but big wins this you year. You can just stop there. It's already a good pick. Richard Sr., so he's older than we would prefer, but he's six foot 204, ran a 4.5, which is in this in most other classes that's not great. In this class, it's top half. It's, it's an unathletic. It's a, it's a bad class, man. They're slow and they're small. <laughs> a terrible combination. Correct. He has a good 10-yard split, good broad jump, 43-inch vert. So six foot with a 43-inch vert, that's some athleticism there. So even if he doesn't have necessarily have the long speed, he's got some explosion to his game, clearly. So I like him. Um, they have him going much earlier in the draft than I took him. But I think overall, he's he's kind of a thicker guy, which I like. I think maybe he's not quite as tall, but maybe he could play kind of an Amos-type role, I would hope. Um, he's kind of known for big plays. That kind of thing. I mean, he he's not the best in coverage. Otherwise, he still wouldn't be here. But I think overall, exactly. he's he's got some traits. And like I said earlier, that's really all you're looking for at this point. So I like that guy. My last guy, I don't really know much about. Tayshawn Manning. He's just a, a mammoth of a human at guard. Okay. Out of Kentucky. 6'3", 327. Long arms. He actually has the arms of, of closer to a tackle. So maybe there's some versatility there. Maybe there's not. 
He's very slow, but he's also a giant guard, so who cares? But he's got big frame, long arms, very strong, just kind of a mauler at guard. So when you're at the end of the seventh round, who really cares? These are just priority free agents at this point. You're just throwing darts at a dartboard. So obviously he's got some technique technique issues, but you know, you wouldn't be a seventh rounder if you didn't. So feels like a pretty Packers ask draft pick. No, we Some always can play take, guard and tackle and yeah. just throw in a few at the board. I think I said earlier in the draft that we'll be taking one, if not two, offensive linemen for sure. Definitely. I Even, think what I had two and you had. Two? I just I think I only had the one. Oh, you did have one. I yeah, just had the one. one. I had the one guy out of Syracuse. But overall, I think good drafts, man. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I think that realistically, as to how I think pan things pan out, I think yours is. More realistic in the sense that if I was a betting man, I would say the Packers, if Skaronsky or I think it's Paris Johnson, if one of those top yeah. two tackles is there at 12, that's who they would take. But Nessie is one of the only other few players I think they would take. Uh, sorry, 13, whatever it is. 12, I don't know. 13. 13. I think Nessie's one of the only few players they would take. Maybe Miles Murphy out of Clemson, the defensive end. But He's pretty similar to Nessie. But I think that maybe JSN, but that's he might be gone or that might be a reach in their book. But I think the the players that they would take at 13 is pretty limited. I agree. I completely agree because I think it's a pretty good cornerback class, for instance, at the top, but I don't see us taking one at 13. I mean, you got Christian Gonzalez and Devon Witherspoon and Deontay Banks, and I don't think even if one of them falls, well, Deontay Banks wouldn't fall, but if Christian Gonzalez falls, right, he's one of the best players in the draft, but are we really going to use that capital on a corner? Probably not. And what I'm going to say if we take a corner is that then you have to move Razul to safety because there's no point. Like, I'm okay with drafting a surplus to an extent, but if you're going to be drafting another corner and he's going to be, what, CB4, CB5, because we're going to be putting Nixon more in the slot, like, the dude's not going to play unless we're deciding Eric Stokes is completely a bust, which would be a little inappropriate yeah. this soon, even as someone who wasn't the biggest fan of him. So I think corner feels a little inappropriate unless you move Razul. I agree completely. I agree completely. So, yeah, you're not going to take Bijan at 13. No. Or Jameer Gibbs. No, right. we're not taking a running back in the first round. I mean, maybe if we trade back to 32, maybe, <laughs> but maybe. I, I really doubt it. I mean, people have sort of tried to flirt the idea because you don't know about both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon's contract future. I just I think that we are too obsessed with the trenches. And I think I think we take one at some point in this draft. I I tried, and the guy I like just wasn't there. I really like the guy from Pitt, Israel something or another. Uh, good size, incredible speed type of thing. Uh, so that's who I was trying to target in the mid-rounds. But I got my bowling ball. <laughs> That's true. You got your bowling ball. I really wanted that guy because I think he could be really, really good. But, yeah, we're not going to take one in the first. It's not going to happen. We're not going to take a defensive tackle. It's not going to happen. Honestly, I don't even in, think in we take Jalen Carter. In one of those mocks, I looked, and I was in the first or second round, and I was like, I wouldn't, but the Packers might. I don't think we would. I don't think we should. I mean, maybe if you're going to do what I kind of talked about with Nessie and you put him at, like, the three technique – so you yeah, put him the five, either yeah. you know where Lowry was or where Reed was, where they're technically more you call it a defensive end, but we just have you know three or four, two three or four big bodies on the line of scrimmage. Because then you can start right if you're doing traditional defensive tackle, you are not starting on this team. No, no, you're not going to be starting over Kenny Clark or Devonte Wide from what we saw from him. There's no way in hell. So no, you'd have to take the other side in this early round, like. One and two, especially, but also three, unless you're taking, you know, Jordan Love quarterback. This should be somebody who should be starting or having significant snaps by the like halfway point through the season. Yeah, and you're not going to take like an off-ball linebacker either, even though Jack Campbell would be awesome because he's from Iowa. That's <laughs> right, because Hawkeyes rule all. Your Bills might take him though to replace Tremaine. They Edmonds. might. They honestly, he's, he's they the perfect really, replacement. They really need to. And he would be their, their missing piece. He would be. But so there's a bunch of positions that we're just not going to take, right? I don't think we're going to take tight end at 13 either. I no. Just, I don't see it. It's if those not linemen, a good enough value. Yeah, if those linemen and edge rushers are gone, the ones that we just talked about, we trade back almost for sure. Now, there's a small chance 
wicked aggressive. And if we fall in love with someone like Skaronsky, I could see us taking that first and some ammo from from the back end and moving up a little bit. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. But yeah, if it, if it's not in that, if it's not in the box, thirteen, we're not taking it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. But the draft is in two days. So you guys, we'll find you guys out. aren't going to have to wait another three months before our next episode, guys. We're no. going to be back. You free Tuesday? I'm free Tuesday. You bet your ass you are, because we're going to be right back here next Tuesday. Breaking down the draft, man. Let's hope Which that... Which is what we love to do more than anything. Are we going to get... It really is. Another poem? <sighs> man, I thought some of my things today were pretty good. I, I, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but I thought, it depends. I, I thought depends. I delivered pretty well today. I, I think you did. I think I, you did. And I thought of most of those on the way over. Honestly, I'm I'm I think impressed. the Romeo one, I was at home when that kind of came to me. But That was pretty good. I mean, I'll do what I can, but it's okay. also, it's it's up to the Packers. You know, they draft. somebody to inspire you. Yeah. I yeah. also do this at work, just to be clear. <laughs> like, when I see patients' names that are coming out, I'll look at my coworker and be like, yo, look, at, I don't want them. It'll, <laughs> it'll be something stupid, like, oh, this guy probably talks a lot, you know, if his name's like Babbler. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's stupid stuff like that. I gotcha. But... Yeah, we'll so see. Hopefully, not, we got some right. I mean, we got one, one last year between the two of us. <sighs> yeah, that's true. But it's such a cluster f. I mean, like you just don't know what's going to happen. I think that we'll do at least pretty good with drafting needs comparatively as the Packers do, yeah, like positions. And then else. they'll draft like a punter in the second round. We'll be like, what? <laughs> or kicker, I guess. Sorry, Silver Fox. Yeah. R.I.P. All but. right. But until next time, folks. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.